0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Creative and Free Black Woman. My name is Leisha Renice and I'm so happy that you're here. Today I have a treat for you. I get to interview one of my dear friends, Denise, and she talks about the process that it took for her to create her business called Kids Be Boxes. Um it's really encouraging, it's really inspiring. She talks about her journey from start to finish, how she came up with the dream for her business, how she carried it out. What things she's still working through, like imposter syndrome. I'm feeling like she's not enough, feeling like it's already been done. I'm feeling like she doesn't really have anything to offer in her voice and how she's working through that, even through therapy. So whether or not you're an entrepreneur, really doesn't matter. I know that you'll be able to take some things away from this episode. And we like to support the people that show up on this podcast. So if you could please give her a follow, her and her business a follow. Um, if you could share it with friends that you may know, um, I would really, really, really appreciate it. Tell her that you're a listener of this podcast and she would really, really, really appreciate that. I personally had an opportunity to see her working through her dream and it's been so inspiring to see her work and it was even more inspiring to hear her story and the things that are going on in her head and her heart and her mind and what she really wants to build for the Black community. Denise was actually a guest on a previous episode called The Forgiving Black Woman, so please be sure to check out that episode. We talk about getting into being married and what it means to be a daughter and to really start this new era of life and I'm so glad that she agreed to come back to this podcast and do this episode and sit down with me and talk about her business with so much detail, with so much vulnerability and so much grace. So thank you so much, Denise. And without further ado, you guys, here is the interview with the wonderful, the talented, the beautiful Denise from Kids Be Boxes. So thanks, Denise, for coming to do this with me. Okay. So if you could, could you introduce yourself and just say a little bit about like yourself, where you are, um, what you like, that kind of thing?
1: Okay. Uh, My name is Denise, and I'm in New York City. Yay. Um, And I like pizza. Okay. Is that what you meant by what I like? Okay. No, that's great. That's perfect. Um, Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. No. And I like your music. Oh, you're a (laughs) fan. I appreciate it. (laughs) That's real talk, though. That's not.
0: Yes. No, I appreciate it, I do, I do. Um, I just start blushing when people talk about myself. <laughs> um, but no, um, I, I wanted to have you on here. So I know that we had a previous interview where we just talked about like you and life and like working through marriage and like, you know, being a daughter and at this point being a mom. Um, but I really wanted to talk about like you having a dream, you carrying that dream to to literally like fruition, like seeing it to the end, um, even though we're not at the end yet. Um, because I'm sure it's going to have more iterations and things like that. But I really wanted to talk about like the process, because even watching you in the process has been really inspiring. Like seeing you like start from the beginning, um, face challenges and like just keep on going. So I think what you have to offer would be really helpful to other people. So um, so let's talk about your dream. So like how did the idea for for, for the boxes for, cause I, I don't want, I want you to introduce it. Cause I don't want you, I don't want it to like, you know, you have the vision. So like, what was the vision for it?
1: Okay. Well, first, thank you so much for having me and Yay. re-listening to our episode of the uh, other podcast, just like there was so much nostalgia and just mm. like growth just from that conversation alone. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. Self-reflection at this point and stage in my life. Um, thank you for having me and for having me back. Thank you. <laughs> um, so speaking of like iterations of a thing, um, this may sound like the long route of a, of how it came to be, but um the the brand is called um the Community Gems. Um, I started the LLC in 2014, and um, the purpose and vision of that is to bring um, culturally relevant content and products to communities. Um, and I've done so much just around like sharing my gifts and talents with other people um, and giving them the opportunity to pay me for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked different in different spaces. I've done, um, speaking engagements, uh, <laughs> helped, uh, parents just give their children, um, activities and information and resources. I've helped with college advisement on different levels. Um, and so just little gems. I didn't want to box myself in pun intended. Okay. No <laughs> Um, I didn't want to box myself in. And so I wanted to be able to give little gems to the community and it looked different in different spaces. And so um, naturally, once I got married, um, David and I were already thinking about like, what is our thing? What is the legacy that we're going to leave? What kind of environment do we want to create for our children? And so um, we just we were just like trying out different things. Um, David and I would like come up with activities and play with them with our nieces and nephews. Um, Well, they're really my cousins, but I call them my nephews. Um, And so uh, one, one school year um, my nephew slash Godson was like really, really struggling academically. And he was just like, so frustrated about the learning process. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would talk to him, it would manifest itself in behavior issues. And like his teacher would talk to him and his mother would try so hard and talk to him. And so I sat down with him once and I was just like, what's going on? Just tell me. And in that conversation, I just learned so much about him, about children, about their process. And one thing that resonated with me was the fact that he didn't have a sense of belonging in his mm-hmm. learning space. Mm-hmm. And to me, that really stuck out. And so I said, what can I do to like build him up, to, to build his self-confidence and just make him feel good about himself? And so I created um, like a binder, a fun pack. Um, there were pictures of like the family with inspirational little quotes around it. Each folder was very organized so he could manage and self regulate his own time. He would get really frustrated. Like, if he didn't know a math problem or if the teacher was talking about a subject he didn't know, he would get really frustrated and get and act out. Yeah. And so um, I like tucked coping strategies in the little pockets of his binder. Like it was, it was a thorough binder. Like I wanted a binder like that. (laughs) Um, And so from there, different ones were saying like, you need to market this. Like you need to do something with this. And I just kind of cast it aside. I'm like, oh, please fast forward to um, being a mom and being in quarantine um, the paranoia hit so fast. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have this whole human being who is not going to be engaging and socializing with other people. Like, how am I supposed to maintain my mental health, um, develop him to be the happy, vibrant baby that the world deserves and that uh, just he deserves, really? Yeah. You know? That he deserves to be. And so I started to um, just curate like activities and things for him. And other moms started to reach out and ask me for those tips and ideas. And so, um, like I said, David and I were pondering over like uh, what our legacy was going to be. And so giving out free content, it's fun for a little while. But after a while, you're like, wait a minute. There's a market for this. This is a need for this. Um, I'm putting in a lot of time and effort, and Mm -hmm. I'm not charging people. Mm -hmm. But then, when other people stepped up and said, I will pay you for this, I said, hold on. (laughs) Let me backtrack here and let me get my um, ducks in a row. And so that's what we did. And we've been working really hard um, this year, just, you know, pacing ourselves to actualize our dream. And so kids bee boxes was birth. Um, we're in a global pandemic. Yeah. S- schools across the nation are mostly remote and children aren't having that opportunity to socialize, to self-regulate, to be self-aware. Many parents are working from home while trying to manage their children. And so we wanted to create an intimate box um, that, Taps into social developing social emotional skills um, for children, but also provide an opportunity for families to have engagement, wholesome engagement while at home. And everything we do is a teaching moment. And so um we have a lot of activities and resources inside the boxes, lots of goodies and gems for the child to build up their self-confidence, for them to just feel good and to absolutely have fun. Yeah. And yeah. So that's how kids beat boxes and we just want children to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so there was a lot in what you said like just that story like so one like when you first started out in 2014 like this idea um wasn't really I guess the idea for the kids beat boxes like specifically like it wasn't there but the fact that you kept showing up and you kept like iterating and bringing like little pieces to, to your, um to, to, I guess like your journey. Like when you were talking about doing, like dropping little gems, right? I think it's really important because I think sometimes when people dream, they feel like it has to be like this completed thing or like this completed idea, or it has to look one way, or it has to be like one thing. But clearly we've seen like, based on where you were in life, like that really impacted what you created.
1: Mm-hmm. And so,
0: so could you speak to like, I guess you being courageous enough to take that first step. Like I know some people are like, either they have, uh, they have a problem with like fearing like, oh, what are people going to think about me putting this out there? Or they think like, oh, well, if I don't have it all together, then I can't make the first step, you know, since I don't have the complete like vision. Like how did you find the courage and like just the, you know, like, okay, we'll figure it out as we go along (laughs) to like take the first step
1: yeah so i was fortunate enough to go to a college that ingrained in me from day one to present day like they still reach out um to not only be purpose-centered but to literally be the salt of the earth and Mm -hmm. like everything i do everywhere i go the intention is to flavor or add seasoning or add purpose to whatever environment I'm in. That's and so like that burden never, ever leaves. Mm-hmm. Like it really was drilled in me for the thousand years that I was there. <laughs> um, and so just real, uh, it took me a minute. Um, Same. <laughs> so like it was always ingrained in me, to think about purpose and so there would be nights where I would turn over like David what about this like mm. we should be doing this we should be curating this and um purpose would like tap me on the shoulder and say go write that down mm. like don't just say have it yeah. as a grand idea yeah I remember like um just before the baby was born like that was really where we said like we're gonna create these little fun packs for kids yeah um and it's gonna be like mostly for as i and so that's our baby thing yeah. um and so we were like yeah we're gonna do it and then parenthood just kind of smacked us in the face and we were just like yeah maybe that's gonna be 2021 true <laughs> and then there was purpose tapping me on the shoulder, saying, like, get to it, get to it. Don't forget about your purpose. Um, And then once the pandemic hit, I feel like um, just seeing a need and being able to meet it, the burden of that, like, when God drops a vision, I'm a believer. So, like, when God drops a vision or an idea into my person, my inner person, my spirit, like there's a wrestling that happens. There's a, there's a contention that happens. Like you don't feel comfortable just like knowing that there are children. Mm. I mean, Instagram alone or, or Facebook posts were showing me parents being frustrated and saying like, I can't do it. Like mm. it was mostly jokes about like, you know, there would be like these TikToks of parents flipping their lids because the yeah. kids all over the place or you know, there was one video where the parent was like, stop doing, that, stop doing that, stop doing that, and they're saying like, I don't know how y'all teachers do it, and yes. then I remember being in my um, class in college and learning some of these skills about how to talk, how to um, do emotion coaching, and things mm. like that. And I said, wow, like somebody thought to put in their mind at to teach this to teachers and yet parents aren't able to have these skills at home. So like, how do we
0: bridge
1: that gap? How do we make sure that, parents are like, I shouldn't be the the child's first responder around their emotions. They're around their parents more. Honestly, in some environments, they love their parents more and will listen to their parents more than they ever will a teacher or an educator. And so why why not expose parents to the um, social emotional learning so that they are able to have the resources? And especially because we're in a, um, like our nation is becoming more aware of our mental health and like, we, we, it's very clear that therapy and mental health works yeah, and it matters. And so yes. it matters for our children too. Yeah. And like, we're not experts. We are parents who are trying. And so it's worth a try. It's worth saying, hey, um, sidebar, my husband has a, a history in psychology, um, mm-hmm. a degree in psychology. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about like our students or the children that we've interacted with the past, our conversations are so deep and we're like, we need to trust the legitimacy of our, um, our lived experience, our education to do the thing. So, you know, we're just sitting on so much and it's just like, why not give it back to the world at a time where we need it most? Yeah.
0: And, and I love that. I love that you said, like, we're sitting on so much because I think that we invalidate our experiences a lot. Like, it's like, oh, I'm not qualified because X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't have, like, yeah, I might have the degree, but I don't have the practice or I don't have, like, the, the accolades that other people need um, to really pursue their thing. Like, did you have to, like, struggle through, like, I guess any feelings of, like, inadequacy or, like, um, I guess they would call, like, imposter syndrome. Like, oh, who am I to really to really do this thing?
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the cl- closest business that I've ever had was the little candy sales that I used yes. to have to do in school. Yes. Like, so, it's like, who told me to sell something? Like, somebody's going to be like, hello, your math is off, man. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> A nightmare. the biggest fear of mine. Like, a am so sure my math is right. Oh, no. Thank God. My husband's a math and yes. so he'll work that part. But um, yeah, imposter syndrome is real because um we've like we've been studying up for most of the year just about um milestones and children's development, mostly because we're parents and we're nerds and so like we want to make sure that we're on top of things for our child, yeah. but also for our business. And so the more that you learn and expose yourself to what's out there, there are some professionals who are so well versed in it. Yeah, it, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And um at one point God just dropped into our hearts, like stop looking at other people, stop That's... looking at their faces, their yes. like um. And, and God would tell me like, okay, so you're, you're watching this, uh, TED talk on social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. And yes, they may have the speech, but you have the vision, the heart Mm -hmm. of the matter. And Mm -hmm. so while I might not rattle off, um, research the way some of the people do in TED talks, Mm -hmm. um, the heart and the stewardship of the matter is there. Yeah. Um the creativity, the god-breathed creativity behind it is yeah. there and you cannot deny that. And so um I, I had to do a lot of self-work. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of inner work to make sure that I wasn't um holding myself back in my yeah. brain by talking myself out of. Um and full transparency, this should have been done at the beginning of the school year by end of August, honestly. Wow. Launch wow. was supposed to happen and should have happened mm-hmm. then. Um, mm-hmm. but there did come a point in time where I was just like, am I capable? Yeah. Should I do this? Everybody's coming up with something. Yeah. Am I worth putting myself out there? Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God for the mom communities that I'm in and the awesome friends that I have that are really good at pushing. And, um, I'm saying thank God for the mom communities because like they ask the questions and every time there's a question, I'm like, Oh my God, I I, I know that answer. Yeah. <laughs> I said something. And then they're like, wow, can you tell me more? Can you give mm-hmm. me more? What should I do? And it's just affirming to be in a space around people who want what you have to offer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Again, you said a lot and you're really speaking to me too, when you're talking about, no, no, it's good. It's great. When you're, when you're talking about like kind of, I think sometimes what we tend to do, what I tend to do, especially is like, I have an idea. Let me go on the internet and search. Like, you know, does it exist? Like trying to almost trying to seek validation for that idea. And it's like, why can't God giving me the idea be the validation? Why can't that be wow. enough, right? Because it's again using that using what God says to do versus like what the world says to do or how to do it or like how to go about it. If I don't see it, sometimes it feels like oh well, no one else is doing it. it is stupid, or or I'll find oh people are doing it and they're probably doing it better. And and I think sometimes that we forget like God made us as individuals on purpose. Like there are only certain things that we can do. Like. He doesn't waste people. He doesn't waste like life. You know what I'm saying? And and, and experiences. And sometimes it feels like he does because you would be like, "What the heck is going on?" Um, but I really feel like, like you said, these what you studied in school, what your husband studied in school is not an accident. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it was on purpose. Like it was even though we felt like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just gonna do this because this is what I'm interested in and this is what I want to do. Those interests came from him. Like he. He sees the vision before we even get to, you know, how however old like we live to. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I appreciate you sharing that because it's like a reminder for me. Cause I I I over I over research. And so because of that, one I get overwhelmed, but also I get discouraged because I'm like, oh, well, I shouldn't do it. And therefore delaying, you know, what God wants me to do. But I also want to I also want to point out. Even though you, even though it was supposed, it was supposed to come out in August, right? Like that was the intended date. How you still persevering and putting it out even in November, or you know, what I'm saying like that still counts. Like that's that's still like it didn't lose any. It doesn't lose any impactfulness just because we feel like it's delayed. I feel like God also makes room because He know He knows, like He knows us and He knows what we're gonna do. He knows what we are gonna be like. Nah, I'm gonna hold off. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like all of that is considered. And so I feel like no matter how late we think we are, I feel like it's still important to put the stuff out there. It's still important to follow through. Um, because even even talking to you like about this, like seeing, seeing you go from, yeah, you know, super excited to like, I don't know, to like, no, I'm super excited again. Like, like a lot of people would stop at, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people would be like, okay. Like, nah, I, that, that was a silly idea but you got back on. And I feel like that takes a lot of courage, a lot of strength, like a lot of faith and trust um, to be able to hop back on despite like what you've seen or uh, how you feel like you're inadequate. So, so yeah, I I really appreciate you sharing that cause I needed that. So I, I do wanna talk about you seeing other people doing what you wanna do, right? And how like you, you said that you were researching and it's like, oh wait, people are already doing it or whatever. Um, How do you, how do you one, honestly feel like when you see someone like doing something like that? That honest feeling. But how do you keep going in spite of like? How do you still be like okay, this is like this blows right, but like you know I'm still gonna do it. Like how do you keep going?
1: So I actually sought out wise counsel. um, That's good. Not only from like uh, therapy. (laughs) True. working on my inner self, but, yeah. um, I actually had the opportunity, um, to sit with a branding expert, um, a, another woman who has been in marketing. I attended her workshop, mm-hmm. um, and then there was one-on-one coaching. Um, so even like things being pushed back in terms of launch date, it was intentional at the same time, because I had the opportunity to sit at the feet of Love you it. know millionaires mm-hmm. um who are literally like experts in this field to really sit and just hear and glean from them and that was something that I actually shared with them like hey um there's like an oversaturated market for um boxes yeah. children's learning boxes and um one thing that they shared was it may be oversaturated but there is an idea and a vision that is unique to you.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: Um, And just hearing that from people in the marketing field was like, oh, okay. So like, even though, um, like, for example, there's, I don't know about sharing other brands or companies on this uh space. So, okay. I mean, so there's yeah. a there's a marketplace called Cratejoy mm-hmm. and like there are literally like thousands of different types of boxes mm-hmm. and um they the the marketing expert was saying like, it's a, a thousand different types of boxes because there are a thousand types of needs.
0: Yeah. And
1: so you should not feel overwhelmed. The fact that you were able to come up with this idea. Mm. Um, and I have trademarked, we, we are trademarked. So no one has our name. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of our content and materials are unique, like there are ideas that we've created. And so it's copywritten. Um, and so there are ideas that no one else will have but ours. And it was really affirming to hear that. That really boosted my confidence. And it helped me to keep my blinders on and not look at what other people are doing, because there's a market for that person. There's a market for me. Yes. Um and, and they started to, like, list a whole bunch of different um, products that exist. <laughs> yeah. That literally there are thousands of different types. And all of us buy each of them.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Think about the person who created earrings.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. But there's a jewelry shop that already exists. Yeah, mm. but that's not the jewelry shop that exists. And I, I, I grew up in the hood. And honestly, like the hood version of all of this is I grew up with two corner stores right right across the street from each other.
0: Yeah.
1: For people who don't know what a corner store is. It's like a bodega (laughs) that's on the corner. It got all the convenience. It got your chips, your soda, your toilet paper, everything. It's like the 7-Eleven for the hood. Right. (laughs) And they literally were right across the street from each other. And we used to go back and forth for stuff like it never happened. I'm like, how are they thriving? Yeah. (laughs) They're selling the same thing. But I'm going to buy my chips from here and my juice from here because their refrigerator Mm. is cold. And so I like their juice from here. I'm going to put the chips here because I like the way he keeps it high up so people don't be touching all over it. (laughs) And literally, this is the consumer's mindset when they're purchasing things. It is. And so... I had to do a lot of unlearning about, like, mm-hmm. how I see myself, how I show up in the world, actualizing dreams and just mm-hmm. saying, like, this is something that I have. it. In. I'll never know the success of it unless I actually take a leap of faith and actually do it.
0: That, that, that is really good. No, because, again, like I said, like, we try to foresee what's going to happen. We don't know. We don't know. Like, we don't know what we don't know. Um, And I think what you talk about, like building community, like community, I feel like is so important, especially like if you're trying to chase a dream, if you're trying to start a business and also mentorship, like gleaning from people who are there, who have been there and who have fallen on their faces. So you don't have to fall on your face, you know, and you can learn from their mistakes and their, you know, triumphs. Um, And, and I think sometimes people are just afraid of reaching out. I feel like, or they feel like they don't have community. They feel like maybe no one's going to get it. But I feel like now that we have resources, like the internet and, you know.
1: Yes. That's how I found. I don't. I didn't know these people from nowhere. Yes. You'd be surprised, I'm sorry to interject. No, please. You'd be surprised how many people are actually really nice. Yeah. There are two celebrities. And I don't even know if I should be saying this. But there are two celebrities who who communicate with me on a regular basis and have Mm -hmm. been giving me lots of tips and just, um, motivation around like pushing forward.
0: Yeah. And
1: they have large followers and I'm just excited that I'm like, God, you sent these people my way. All I did was laugh at one of their videos (laughs) and just kept going. And And just being able to glean from people that like, I had to push myself to say, you know what, let me take a risk here. And if they don't answer or respond, so be it. Mm But, like, hey, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do this. You are very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And they surprisingly respond. And it's so cool to know that there are people. And I really believe, like, for you as an example, creating a space for other people to learn Mm -hmm. from you. You don't all the things that you're saying about yourself around how you still feel like, oh my gosh, should I be doing, should I be doing? But there are people who sign up to attend your workshops. Like, and the fact that you're open to sharing what you're learning. Mm. There are so many authentic people in the world that are willing to share. And it's so good if we just take that risk and and be okay with a little burn if they don't respond to it. Hey, (laughs) can I learn from you? yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and I love how you said, like, what's the worst that, th- that can happen? They don't respond. Like, <laughs> okay, you know, like it's it's but it feels like it can feel like rejection, which sucks. But really, I feel like um I was talking to one of so I was talking to somebody they said, um, give yourself more chances to win, right? So if you keep putting it out there, like if you go once and they don't respond, that, that, yeah, that feels like you failed everything. But if you put 10 requests out there or, 10, or reach out to 10 people, like with gratitude and, you know, graciousness and all that, um, and one person responds, like that's one out of 10 responses, but you got to put out the 10 requests. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like um, that's really, that's really inspiring and encouraging. Like, how did you, did did you just start out that way? Like thinking like, oh, if they don't respond, oh, well, you know, like, or was it just like, You know, have you had instances where you've been burned, so to speak,
1: or? Um, The burn, yes. (laughs) from from, I'm not even talking about from, like, super popular people. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But for me, it was, like, I was being my authentic self. Like, I've always challenged myself to be my most authentic self and to show love and to support others and um, it's just, it just so happens that some people see that consistency and see that love and they acknowledge it. And okay. so, um, there were quite a few, you know, burn, burn moments where I'm like, dang, I could have, you could have just hit the double tap with a like, all I said <laughs> was, I really like the way you marketed that. Like, yeah. you know, for like, <laughs> I've like, been support. I remember where you wasn't doing nothing, working at Target, posting your little videos. <laughs> but not your little videos. <laughs> right. But no, um, you know, just engaging with people and taking yeah. that risk. Um, you know, I ate ate those and just kept moving. And and yeah. honestly, like seeing other people respond and engage, really just it opened up the doorway for me to be more, yeah. um, transparent, be more engaging with, uh, other people. Yeah. So I, like I said, um, I attended a workshop of, um, this woman I didn't know her I saw another uh Facebook friend post that this workshop was happening and I was like I don't think I'm gonna know anybody there but I'm gonna <laughs> attend the it was virtual because we're yeah <laughs>
0: um
1: so I was like I'm gonna attend and it, yeah. and it said like it was an intimate session so I invested in myself too I was really doing it for my mental health I was like I don't know what's gonna come of this yeah um but it was like I think it was like $50 to attend the workshop, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Signed up. They said it was going to be intimate. They were going to discuss your idea, see if it, you know, help you just have an opportunity to bounce your idea. And so I went, I didn't know any of the 20 women who were there, but this woman was just really inspiring. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I ended up sending her an email um, and saying, like, you were really inspiring. I'd love to have the opportunity to engage with you one-on-one. And I said, let me know the cost. Yes. And she was just like, Thank you so much for reaching out. No cost. Let's have a conversation.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And that was just that was it. Yeah. So much came out of just the the um community building, the relationship building there. And yeah. I feel like just taking that risk and just Knowing that someone who has such a busy schedule, someone who is making triple my salary, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. is willing to say, you know what, I'm still a person and I yes. see what you're trying to do. Let's talk. Yeah. I think that was empowering for me to reach out to the next person and say, hey, let me mm-hmm. drive this here. Yes. <laughs> it just worked.
0: Yeah. And it's I'm, like when you get, go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh, no, I was a sensei. I've been able to learn and glean from people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think because I think some people sadly think that they have to work in a vacuum because they have been burned or like they feel like um, no one else like working by yourself is better than working in community. And, and I, I think sometimes I understand because, again, some people have trauma around community, but I also feel like it could be pride too. like. Oh, I want to be able. I said I want to be able to say I made this on my own. Like, but I really feel like one, you get further, you go longer with community. But also, we all like win from each other. Like, it's never just like oh, like this idea of like pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. It's like that's not real. Like that's everybody's on somebody's shoulders. Everybody's linked arms with somebody, and that's I think that's the best way um, to be successful is to have community to be able to lean on to actually give back to um, and to get from. Um, but I, I do wanna I do want to ask you about like, I know that you said that you've been burned by friends and you know, how did you deal with, cause I, what I'm trying to say, let me go back. I think sometimes we think our friends are our people or our audience um, or our, our family, right? We feel like, oh, well, they're my friends and family. They should support like everything I'm doing. And sometimes sadly they don't, you know, and have you ever had to deal with that? Like people not supporting you or people burning you? And like, how did you, I guess, move on from that?
1: Well, um, not in a business sense, but Mm -hmm. in a personal sense. Yeah. Um, One thing that I will say is, um, I had to learn, and this happened in therapy, I had to learn that The way that I'm there for people isn't necessarily how they will be able to be there for me. Mm -hmm. Because everybody has their own unique experience. And um, I had to really, really do some work around like, um, everybody isn't going to always be aware of the sacrifice you made to show up for them.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: Um, So in their mind, you showed up for them. And that's it, unless you're just that type of person. Like, I took a bus, a train, a car, <laughs> spent my my whole income tax. Oh my god, to come to say hi to you. Yeah, right. Like, you know that's annoying, and nobody. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody will want to be your friend after that. But like, <laughs> everybody isn't aware of the sacrifice that you make to show up for others, right? Yeah. And so I had to stop taking certain things personal about like milestones in life or, um, you know, or sharing and social media will send you the wrong messages. i hmm. yeah. You, yes. <laughs> I've seen people who were uh, very much in their feelings over the minimal amount of likes they received on a thing. And it's yeah. like, no. Don't don't do that. First of all, there's an algorithm behind that. That and you, you didn't post a picture with it. So that's why it didn't reach everybody. So you mad because Shatiqua never liked your post and right. never saw it because there's a certain way that yep. branding happens. So yeah. So mm-hmm. I learned to not take things personal in that sense. Um, unless we have like a daily interaction, like you're my mother and you know what i'm doing and right choose you make a conscious and clear effort to not engage or support what i'm doing um one thing that i'm learning from a business standpoint is and this came out of um a workshop that i attended is to not look at your friends and family as your consumers
0: that's good yeah
1: will they consume probably Mm -hmm. maybe your product Mm -hmm. is good enough. But to not take it personal, because that is not your audience. And to really seek out um, who your audience is, which is why I joined um, a lot of things. Thank goodness for like Facebook communities where there are people who are looking and wanting to engage. And then um, one plan that I have is to reach out to the audiences that I want, to build that community and build that space and, and engage in more, you know, parents and children and find out what their needs are and what they want um, from our business. Yeah. Um, and that's a very vulnerable place to be as a business owner, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Starbucks is not taking well they probably are but they're not like welcoming like you need to change your menu too. yeah no <laughs> you need burgers at yeah. your Starbucks joint okay <laughs> um but they do have those feedback surveys they do have those opportunities and just being um engaging with the few people that you do glean because the chances are if a person likes your product They're going to tell another person. Yes. Like allowing your community to build itself. That's something that I had to tell myself. Um, And to really not get in my feelings about love lost. (laughs)
0: Because
1: it's true. It's going to happen. And I don't expect, like I'm telling myself this now. I know my husband is great at at this, but I'm such a, a... I'm always in the heart and feels of Same. people. I love yeah. people and I love to, to make the people that I love feel good. Mm. But I don't expect them to make purchases. Will mm. they? Probably. But I'm not going to go in like, all my Facebook friends better purchase. I've been liking y'all posts since Facebook started. I'm not doing that because I'm going to set myself up for the biggest heartbreak ever. Yes, yes. Um, yes
0: that that's really good um one about the algorithm too like there is there's a definitely a feeling especially as an artist or an entrepreneur where you're like no this is this is my heart like i'm serving my heart to you through this instagram post or face whatever it is but they they're not on your side so like they're not like unless you're like boosting a post or unless they find it you know how people are responding, they find that valuable. They're not going to boost it. So a lot of people aren't going to see it. So you have to keep showing up. You have to keep exposing yourself. And so that is vulnerable work. That is hard to be like, okay, I posted this earlier today. I'm going to post, you know, post it again. And I'm going to post it tomorrow. And sometimes I know I struggle with feeling like, oh God, are they going to get sick and tired of seeing this? But they haven't seen it. So like for some people it's like, oh, this is the first time I'm actually even seeing this content.
1: Yeah. Like, so I don't know. It's funny because I think of the biggest influencers and I remember seeing them post the same video like seven (laughs) times and be like, go look at my last post. Yes. (laughs) I remember initially being annoyed by that. Mm. But then now I'm like, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you (laughs) post the go look again post so I know so it can
0: come Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so those are things that we're gonna have to like work on to push past again that's a lot of self-work to tell yourself like you deserve yes. to market it yeah by uh, you and by others like yes the way that people are gonna see it is if you put it out there like the being consistent and being vulnerable is where is that that's that's the thing that we're gonna have to work on as creatives yeah. as Black women, because yes. it tells us that we're supposed to be hidden, and we're supposed to just sit back. You know.
0: That is <laughs> that is so real. It's, like, ingrained in us from birth. Like, yeah. know your place. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to be seen, not heard in a lot of places, especially, sadly, um, like, in Black families, but also, like, in communities, but also, like, in church, too. Like, there is... There's a lot of uh, I guess pressure put on black women to one be everything but then not be be visible which is which yeah. is this weird this weird balance and it's a, it is a lot of unlearning and mm-hmm. um, especially like and especially if it's like reinforcing your family like over and over and over again like no be quiet don't be seen when you when you want to market yourself it's like oh I'm being prideful or I'm being you know
1: yeah
0: uh, I think I'm better than somebody and it's like no like, businesses do this all the time like you go to that store because you keep seeing that commercial right you buy that song because you keep hearing little clips of it the artist keeps playing it over and over and over again like so like it's, it's that same idea um and and i also like that you're that you're talking about your family and friends are not your market I, I think i really think that that's really good in how you're going about building community so that you actually have a market you know what i'm saying um and, and while I do feel like some, like you said, some friends and family will share it with other people for sure. Like I do think sometimes we have to broaden our our, our um, experience in life. Like our family and friends, like they're good for our heart. They're good for our soul. Like they're our people, right? But our products, like they're not necessarily for the people that are part of our heart and soul. It's like if you you might want to separate, you know, versus like you don't want to put the pressure on your friends to buy up all your product. You want to be mm-hmm. able to be able to actually be present in those relationships and those friendships, not be distracted by, oh, this person, I got this chip on my shoulder because they didn't support me, da-da-da-da, but you can build another community to actually take part in what you're creating, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. And then, go ahead. I think for me, it, it's all, it also comes down to the fact that I love hooking my people up, yes. and I'll be out of business tomorrow, <laughs> the first day, <laughs> launch day, today, I'll tomorrow because... The minute I see your cute little baby face, I'm gonna just put everything in the box. Yeah. You, yes. you all of them. And that's not, I'm not even joking. Yes, yes. That's just me as a person. I'm gonna wanna hook you up and play. like, you could get two boxes for one. Yes. That's just how I roll. And yes. so I have to really be conscious and aware of it. Thank God my husband is not like me in that sense. Like, okay, what, let's crunch the numbers. Yeah, okay. in one box. Yeah, yeah. To make another purchase, like he's gonna have to be that. That's why we we we're a great team in that sense. Yeah. Um, but I would just be hooking people up all the time and yeah. not with any money.
0: Yeah, that's.
1: And I'm not living out my best life that way. <laughs> Hello, not at all. <laughs> you start saying it again. I say God is not going to be pleased with no, that. No, I no. It. I can't do. Don't come to me asking me for money. I gave you the opportunity. You gave it right. away. Like, where's your talents? You gave them all away.
0: <laughs> and and while that can come from a great place, I I definitely resonate with that. Like when for photo shoots and stuff like that, people are like, "How much?" I'm like, "No, please." Like you're my friend. Like I just want to,
1: but I gotta eat. I gotta pay bills, right? Sitting so I'm so taking them photos.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's like I feel bad, like. Can we talk about, like, what it's like to work with your husband, like, in business? Like, how has that experience been for you?
1: (laughs) First of all, before I even say that, I don't know if y'all know Toby and Weewe.
0: Yes.
1: So, (laughs) David and I had an opportunity to attend, like, a VIP Zoom session with them. And we asked them this question. Yeah. Because we were like, what is it like to work with your spouse? Um, mm-hmm. We're about to launch our business and we're going to have to do a lot of work in together. And they gave us such sound advice. Like, I was so happy to be able to just hear from a power couple in that sense who are yeah. literally building their business and their brand together. Um, and just a few tidbits that they that they shared is like, remember that that's your spouse first Mm -hmm. and like um, having respect at the forefront of everything that you do, because like, there are times where like David and I have different work ethics. We happen to work in the same field We're both educators, Mm -hmm. but we have different work ethic. Me, if I'm working on something and I'm frustrated or it's not coming together, I push pause I take a break and then I reset. Mm -hmm. David will power through until he, like he will obsess over it and stay up until 4 a.m. until he figured it out Mm -hmm. and it will be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he exhausts himself. And so um, we found challenges where, I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to figure that out. And he's like, wait, well, we, we got to figure this out. Like, what's yeah. on? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, I sure am. And then, but when I come back with that recharge, yeah. oh, honey, <laughs> all I need to do is watch one good episode of Mario so I can get the last out, so I'm relaxed, and then I'm coming back. Yeah. Right? And then what, what has happened in those instances is when it's time for us to show up for each other. Mm. It's like, I'm tired and you recharge, you fine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have nothing left to give. Yeah. So like um creating boundaries around our business and our relationship was like huge for us. Um, Mm -hmm. and then respecting each other's ideas and learning spaces. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we we learn different and I feel like um, that's the work of our business. So we get to be the first beneficiaries of our business. Like that's good. being self-aware, this is how I learn. This is how I communicate. Yeah. This is how I do the thing. I'm not, and in, in respecting the fact that we're different mm-hmm. and then re- regulating, self-regulating our emotions around it. Um, like I mentioned before, David is very good at, you know, being a a businessman and saying, no, this is how yeah. it's going to be, where my heart is in it first, yeah. where I'm showing up like, give them all the boxes. And he's like, so that balance and being able to you know, have cold words to say like, babe, you too far in the heart, I need you to get back to the yeah, you know? yes. <laughs> like get back to the business side. Yes. Um, and, and respecting each other's voice enough to be like, okay, you're right. Yeah. you know yeah uh, but it is a challenge it's a daily challenge and yeah. remembering the fact that like you bae this is Bay, this is my husband right now not my business partner that's and that knowing like business partner yeah i need you to get up and get the copy <laughs> <Yes. Okay? laughs> right and remember it like we're both bosses. where it's not employee boss. I think That's that right. was one of the feedbacks that they gave us. That was so mm. good. Oh, right. Yes. You're not my boss. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this Martin episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're both bosses.
0: Yeah. Really
1: yeah. Employees in the future. Mm. <laughs> yes, employees.
0: Yes. <laughs> right. But I, I really love that you're talking about boundaries and things like that, because I think A lot of people get it, like, muddy. Like, Mm -hmm. at what point do we... And I feel like I've had that question. Like, at what point do we, like, okay, this is our time versus, like, this is business time. So, like, even if it's, like, oh, we're on a date, we're not talking about business. Like, we'll we'll write it down in a little note. Say it again. Preach to us. No. Yeah. Like, and it's hard. It's hard because, especially now, like, we're just together all the time. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there's no... There's no, oh, I'm separating this and this and we're going to have a business meeting here. It's like, no, we're in our house. We're in our living room. We're in our bedroom. Um, but really separating like, okay, at this time we're going to stop working. And so I have notes on my phone where I'm just like, okay, let me write down ideas. I'm going to write down ideas. Cause I have to do that for myself too. Like yeah. not just with my husband, but also just like, okay, Alicia, like you can't be working all the time. You, you like, you literally have to be present. You have to be present for the things that matter. Like I have to be a wife. I have to be a daughter, a friend, like- <laughs> Yes. And it's it's so difficult because you're so passionate about it. You're like, yes, but but we really have to do the work. And that is work to be like, okay, I understand I have the passion. It's the fire is not going to die. You know what I'm saying? I can pause for tomorrow, you know, and I really I read this somewhere that like you don't want to work until you're exhausted of everything. Like you want to save a little bit in your cup so that you have more to come to tomorrow. So you look forward to something tomorrow as opposed Mm -hmm. to just like. I got to figure everything out today. It's like, no, like just take it piece by piece, you know, and again, keep that log of ideas and things like that. And it will come together a lot smoother and a lot, and you'll be a lot less burnout too. Um. So yeah, boundaries are a thing I'm working on. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: throw, try throwing a, a a baby and a nine to five in there. Ooh. And yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> like, yes. Woo! Yep. So there's there's a lot of scheduling. Yeah. Lives like
0: mm-hmm.
1: from nine to five, we work. On our lunch break, we talk, catch up. Yeah. With the baby. Yes. The schedule so he can enjoy his life and not feel mm-hmm. altered.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh I love that because even though like this, this is for as I, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you you still want to be there with him you know what i'm saying like it's great to build something for him like like yeah like you and like he inspired all this right but it's it's still like but you being there present with him is what matters most you know um even if he didn't have a business you know so um i appreciate you sharing that um just as we as we start to come to a close i guess i want to ask you like what is your vision like what like from where you are now i'm sure Years from now, it'll probably change, which is great. Which Mm -hmm. is which is why I think it's amazing that you talk about it started in 2014. Like it's not something that just happened yesterday. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like you've been just trying things and like trying things and showing up for things and being being available to just like see what happens. Like so, where from where you stand right now, like what is your vision for for your business? For I mean, your life. Like how would you like to where would you like to see yourself? I'll, I'll give like 10 years. Like in 10 years, where would you like to see yourself?
1: I'm not sure if I should lay down on the couch and talk, or if I should sit up straight and give the interview. That's funny. Be yourself. This is the interview uh, therapy session. I'm loving it. Um, but no, like honestly, the the overarching vision is that we become um, leading voices in the work to making sure that Black people are uh, emotionally mature and that families are bonded and glued together in love and unity and that we're creating content, products, space for that to happen. Um, I don't want to get in the weeds because I don't want anybody to steal my ideas. No, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But like, if we can make just being yourself and having your family at the center and the heart of it, a thing, Mm -hmm. I think we would be in a good place. Like I really, whatever that family, um, makeup looks like, whether it's a family you had to create on your own or the family that God gave you that you want to work on and uplift, but there's a lot of work to, to be done in that space and in that area. And I feel like, um, Especially black people right now, even though our boxes are open to everyone, our target audience is intentionally black people and people of color because I feel like we are we continuously get the backhand, like our the election right now, like yeah, Yeah. and you see what happens when black people, black women like Stacey Abrams show up, (laughs) like change is gonna gonna come, so
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Stop pushing us aside. Stop mm. telling us that we're not relevant, that we're not worthy of having a voice. Yes. And so um, if by each box children are seeing themselves and are learning and are having fun and are just, you know, being uplifted, I think yeah. that to us in a few years is going to look different, is going to look um like children giving their own take on the world and like doing self, well, if we can have children saying, these are the five steps that you can do. Like, I feel like that would be, that would just make my heart so happy. And then I can go on to do something else. I mean, but like, and hopefully like Azai, as he gets older, he can give us ideas and content and, you know, run this business himself so we can go on to do something else. Yeah. we're really just trying to be there, make a name for just a thigh for this world. And yeah, I feel like I'm rattling now, but no trying to give enough without giving away too much. Mm. Like we just want a better world. Simply put, we want a better world. We want black people to feel safe in it and feel loved and feel loved by themselves and others.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and I also love that you're not waiting for someone to create this or to give you permission, like you're creating it yourself. And I I feel like for black folk, especially, but also probably people of color as well, like no one's ever handed us anything, you know, like we've always had to create our own things. And a lot of we haven't waited. It's like, okay, well, since you won't since you won't allow me access since you won't um, allow me education or what, whatever, you know, then I'm going to go about seeking it myself. I'm going to build my own school. I'm going to build my own business. I'm going to build my own program, like these kinds of things. And I feel like that speaks to how resilient and resourceful people of color, Black people are, you know? Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that's ref- reflecting here. Like, oh, I see a problem. I'm not going to seek solutions. Like, no, I'm going to create it here because I see it and I can do something about it. And if you can do something about it, I think it's our privilege. Like, it's our honor like it's it's an honor to be able to do something about it instead of just like yeah, absolutely observing. i um, so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um so if you could like share like everything like where people can find you, like when stuff would be, you know, available,
1: I'm um, that kind of thing. So to be updated, um you can visit our website www. Bybboxes.com, Yay! And you can sign up on an email so that you can uh, just be kept up to speed with our launch, with everything, and then following us on Instagram um, yes. at boxes so that you can see just some of the behind-the-scenes, what some of the offerings will be, um, and then... Uh, We're going to share later the private um, Facebook community that we're creating for parents who are serious about doing the work around social-emotional learning with their children. That's Um, beautiful. So that's going to come. And in just a short time, November is here, so we will be launching soon. Very soon. But you have to stay on the instagram page so that you can see that content of course you'll be able to see it on our website but the instagram page is where we'll be doing most of the engagement so you can see that That's and perfect. i'm really really excited about that
0: yes i'm excited too and i also i'll share the links and everything um, when i post this so okay. so yes is there anything that you want to say like from your heart like anything you're feeling or
1: yeah less go ahead yes please all right No, please. Shout out to everybody that's Black that's creating something. You guys are the real MVPs. This world has been so cruel to us. But Mm -hmm. if you push through this pandemic to create and to be creative and to give back to a world that is constantly telling you that you don't matter, you are, like, so dope. And if you're not, and if you're choosing self-care, shout out to you. If you're protecting your space and your heart and your mind right now, and you're deciding to just sit back and chill and to gather yourself, you are dope too. Um, I feel like this this year has been hard on all of us. And if we are making it to the end, that is good. That is great. And we are doing the thing. Yes. Shout out to everybody black. <laughs>
0: That's perfect.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for being
0: here and taking time just to talk with me and to the people and to share your wisdom and your experiences. I really appreciate it. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Of course.